Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Dr. Sex Fairy. I am Dr. Kamal Bhava, and as always, I am here to transform your life. Today, we are taking a break from discussing sex. Well, at least directly. Today, we are going to talk about the state of dating in the year 2022. A lot has changed. Why? How? Let's talk about it. Today, I have in the studio my friend Jonathan Shear who has a podcast of his own. It's called I Know Jonathan Shear. Welcome, Jonathan. Hello. This hello, is hello. so exciting. I feel like I'm with a celebrity. You're so funny. I'm not funny. Uh, it's great. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. I am delighted to have you here. So we are both single. I'm almost 44. And you are? Uh, almost 53. Young as can be. Oh, my God. We're just spring chickens. How did we get here. How Single. did this happen? How did this happen? This was not supposed to be our story, was it? Nope. You know, I was married um, for a long time, two kids, and you have never been married and no kids. Correct. So we're coming at it from two ends of the spectrum. Correct. Um, at a young age, I was in the restaurant business and I always say that was my wife. That's funny, but it's true. True. And then... Um, I had some serious relationships and they're wonderful people. It just never got to the ring stage. Probably my fault. But, um, hey, and then 15 years go by and you're like, wait. <laughs> wait, I'm still single. <laughs> I'm still single. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think the story was? Do you think you had a phobia with commitment? Never. That's the first thing. And a lot of times when I'm on a date. Oh, you have a commitment issue. No, I don't. I've never cheated on anyone in my life since literally high school. So I'm uh, quite committed. Um, that So strike that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I have a bad picker. Maybe I go after the wrong people. Maybe they find me. I, I feel like that's more of the case. I'm very blasé sometimes about dating, and I don't pursue it. And then if someone likes me, then I'm like, oh, I like you. So you think you are not proactive enough. If you like someone, you don't ask them out enough? Correct. I'm a very slow um, burner. Slow. slow burner. It's a slow burner. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But do you think <clears throat> a confident man like you, because by all appearances, you are a confident man, you're good looking. Oh, why? thank you. You are. Come on. Thank you. So why is it? That you are so hesitant. I'm not hesitant. I'm not hesitant at all. But you're slow. Mm, yes. Is there a difference? Uh, and I've had plenty of, of, of dates. Too many, right? And then you get to the point where like, I don't even like dating. I hate dating. It's an interview. It is. I would rather go out with my amazing friends and see what happens. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying to be with, you know. I'm saying no, I get it. meet other people out and about a more natural. The best way to meet people, in my opinion, is just through your existing circle. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, but clearly I'm not an expert, but there's also been big portions of my life where I felt not myself and I didn't feel dateable, uh, underemployed or gained weight or lost my confidence for whatever factor. And so I just didn't date, didn't try, didn't, and I, and I shied away from that, right? 
Not recently. But we all were effectively put on hold for the COVID shutdowns. Oh, yes. Right? Our lives just paused. Paused. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's, I'm feeling great about myself. I'm living in a new city. I moved, I moved to the South Florida area after being 25 years in Atlanta, Georgia. And I came here before anyone even knew what COVID was, 30 days before. That's interesting timing. Yeah. So I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I, I was going crazy because I'm a social animal, you know. And so I, I ended up signing up on like the, the, the popular dating apps. It's just something to do. And you can't really go out with them, but you could have some texts and conversations. And yeah, I actually connected with some nice people, but they're all in the wind now. I mean, it's all, you know, it was all fun and games when it was safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I deleted all those apps and then almost a year has gone by and I reloaded hinge and bumble. I think about a month ago, I've already deleted hinge, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like I'm, I'm in a weird age. So I saw a funny, funny quote. Um, um, I'm, I'm too old for TikTok, but I'm not old enough for um, Medicare or something like that. I can't mm -hmm. remember what it was. But, and there's plenty of men in their 50s that, that are out and about on these dating apps, but probably for the wrong reasons, you know. So um, <laughs> if there's any 35 and over women listening, please call me. That's so, you're hilarious. <laughs> no, you know, I have... I was married for a long time. Yeah. By the time I got divorced, I had been married for 19 years. Yeah, long time. And, you know, for the years spent dating prior, you know, 20 years with one How person. How old were you when you got married? Oh, I was a babe. I was 20. Yeah. So that explains some of my decisions. You were but young. I was young. Yeah. And then when I was finally single again at about 40, I went, what the hell happened to the world around me? Yeah. Dating had changed. Yeah. And that's another issue many people our age are facing, especially when they're coming out of long-term relationships, whether they're marriage or just a long-term relationship in and of itself, is the dating scene has changed. From meeting somebody in a bar and, you know, like our friend Brian says, you know, the swipe mentality is, is no different than it used to be. Before, he said, I would walk around the bar several times and that was my swiping. Now we're just doing it online. But it's still a different mentality in my opinion. I think, and call me crazy, but I think it's a more casual approach to dating. And I don't know that I'm comfortable with that. That said, every time I go out with somebody, I'm not looking for my next husband, but I don't take it as casually as some do. So at this point, I'm not doing the online thing at all. But I did try Bumble for a bit. I, I'm about to be off it. I, for me, I do better in person. I always have. Um I'm probably not a textbook case because there's so many success stories about, I met, I met my husband, my wife, whatever, you know, and, it, and every few years there's a new app. So, you know, it used to be match.com and then it was, you know, Tinder and then it, everything kind of goes in phases. It's the same people on all the apps. It's the same. So, you know, I, I think I'll just take my chances in real life. Not the metaverse. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, I also don't have, I've never really had traditional jobs. So I am not going into an office every day and I'm not, you know, 
And that affects things because I'm not, I don't have that. Your coworkers a lot of times becomes your social circle and their friends. And um, you go to a happy hour after work. I, I haven't had that experience in my life. So, but I thrive in other ways and I am a, a connector and I host events and parties and social. And there have been dozens, if not in the hundreds of people that have met through me, whether it was at my restaurant formerly or at one of my events or just in my circle of friends, I am the best wingman in the world. That should really be my podcast, but um, I have proof and I have people that send me baby photos. This is your fault, you know? So it's funny. And I, and I'm happy with that role in the universe. Um, but I'm horrible at it personally because clearly I'm 52 and a half and single. So, um, but my, my last relationship was, was, was probably, uh, you know, a few years ago in Atlanta. So I think we're all out of practice. Hey, eh? I think we're a little rusty, a little bit. Do you think we're damaged goods at this point? No, no. I think that's an excuse. Um, and if we are, then it's a collective trauma. I mean, we all, are damaged, right? So then we're all the 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 scale is even. Um, I think the world has a lot of distractions, a lot of screen time, a lot of uh, people trying to act younger than they really are. There's fifty year olds on TikTok, and they're da 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 da. And then the dating apps gives you this this it's this shopping mentality: swipe, swipe, swipe. Yes, no, no. I'll take that. I'll take that. No, yes. And you can create any identity you want. And people lie and they're like, I want someone funny. Oh, really? You want to date Chris mm-hmm. Farley? <laughs> you know, I'll oh, tell well, you, no. I'll tell you a funny story. You know, and they have, they want Ryan Gosling, uh-huh. but then they, they don't look like Ryan Gosling. No, they don't. You know, so, okay. You yeah. know, you know, yeah. So. No, there's somebody I uh, I know very well, and I came upon his dating app uh, profile, and it said that he likes taking long walks, and I said, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I like dancing in the moonlight. I went, what? Mm-hmm. You know, I have so-and-so degrees, and I said, well, that's nonsense. Yeah. So, so much of that is dishonest. People do this in every day. So- if, if someone says to you, what's your favorite restaurant, right? And not you. I'm saying, if I ask someone, what's your favorite restaurant? And this can go back to Atlanta. And they would name this place uh, called Rathbun's. This is a great restaurant. It's actually just, just closed after a long time. But it could be any fancy, nice restaurant. That's my favorite restaurant. Oh, well, when was the last time you were there? Oh, two years ago. It was, <laughs> it was mom's anniversary. Yeah. Oh, it's your favorite. But you've been there once and it was two years ago. Well, that's not really your favorite. Like your favorite is where you go every week, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes complete so sense. So people, you can say anything. You can say anything with confidence and people believe you. But I, I see it a lot and I giggle because people make these grand statements on their profiles. And it's like, wow, you got 
kind of a disciplined, perfect life. You know, you're doing, <laughs> but in reality, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. Oh yeah. So it, it's human nature probably, right? Probably. I, I took the path of honesty and I was very honest in yeah. the profile I had for the short while I was in online um, dating. But I find it very disturbing how many people lie about age and things like that. And my point is simple. If you will lie about something as basic as that, mm-hmm. what else will you lie to me about? Correct. And I noticed what a lot of people are doing on Bumble in particular. They'll consciously lie about their age. Mm-hmm. But then in the verbiage, in the profile, they say, in reality, I'm 48. Can't change. Yes, it. I've seen that. You can change Such it. bullshit. It's bullshit. But the reason they're doing that is they're getting more swipes from a wider audience because there's really the you the average age of the user on Bumble I think is 28 to 35 and they set filters based on age exactly so I know why they're doing that but it's 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 disingenuous and it's silly it's just like if someone lies about their height and a lot of men do that absolutely and then they meet oh person, yes they do it's like really mm-hmm. like you know uh, it's crazy mm-hmm I, I think honesty is the best policy in almost every situation. So Agreed. Uh, you know, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of funny business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's talk about divorce, something you have never had. So you've never <laughs> been married, but you've never been divorced. So never. there is that, right? So you have one up on me. Yeah. So the divorce rate more than doubled between 1960 and the 80s. And... I wonder if it's because more women came into the workforce. There was this whole thing about feminism and women's lib and all of that. And I, I wonder if more women decided that they didn't want to stay in happy, I'm sorry, unhappy marriages. Do you think that had anything possibly to do with it? I mean, look at the timing. Sure. Sure. And I think women are getting married later in life. They're, they are, you know, successful and they're concentrating on their careers and they don't need a man to support them, you know, and they don't even need a man these days to, I mean, they need a man to get pregnant. I'm saying they don't need to be married to have a child. Well, they need sperm to get they, pregnant. They do. They do. They do. So they don't even necessarily need to be in a relationship to get pregnant. You can buy that stuff now. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, traditional marriage that, you know, it, it's changed, you know, it and, and, it, and it depends on where you live, bigger cities. There's, uh, you know, less marriage rate than in a small town and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I've never been divorced. Never been divorced. No. That's something that a divorced man once said to me. I said to him, so never been married, no kids at uh, 50. Tell yeah. me about that. He said, well, I've never been married, but I've never been divorced. I said, okay, I'll give you that. I find that it's a red flag to some women that, that I've never been married and never had kids. I think the red flag to a woman like me would be, what is his hesitation? Why yeah. is he not able to commit? Yeah, yeah. And also for me as a mother of young boys, well, they're not that young, they're not babies, but they're not adults, yeah. would be, will he be able to be a father figure to my children? Not a father, but somebody who in a long-term relationship can be a father figure. And ironically, I, I, I love kids, great with kids. I've worked with kids in 
charity situations also in the summer camping world. I was a camp counselor and group leader. That's really nice. Yeah, it's great. Those were some of the best years. So, but yeah, so here I am. Here you are. So yeah, and I've only dated one woman that had kids, but I never met the kids. It didn't get to that point. So I don't even have any experience really in a serious relationship with a woman with kids. Not opposed to it. And especially now at my age, most of these kids are going to be in their 20s. and They're already out of the house, most of them. So, but I tend to date younger women and not because I want to date a young woman. It's because I'm super fun and social. I like to go out. I like live music and concerts. I like to stay active. Like... Define younger. <laughs> like 30 and over. You know, 35 okay. and over, you know. All right. It, it just happens that way. Not 25. That's too young. It's too young. Too young. But, um, you know, my nephew now is 21. I'm like, well, if he could date her, then no. It's not going to happen. So that was, that was my uh, mom yelling at you. Tell him <laughs> to stop talking. Tell him to stop talking. So... And South Florida has its own challenges of dating because there's such a wide ranging population and a wide range of things to do and activities and places to go. I mean, it's amazing, actually. It is amazing living in South Florida. There's a lot of activities and festivals and, um, there's always something fun happening here. There's great events all the time. Yeah. So Boat shows. My and friend's going everything. to a seafood festival tomorrow in Jupiter. And there's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale tomorrow, like visiting friends. And it's, there's such things. And that is great opportunities to, to Yet, use your uh, somehow, dating skills. In today's day and age, we are buried in our cell phones. Yes. We just keep looking at our phones. Correct. Standing in line at Starbucks or if we're out. I, I'll doing say this something. when I do go on a date, this was my best practice. I mean, it, it, it was in my pocket. And if, if she went to the restroom, yeah, I would look at my phone or whatever. But I really tried to, but I've been on dates where they're on their phone the whole time and I'll be like, hey, let's, I'll see you later. That's more interesting. And, you know, it, it, it just, it's rude. Right. It is very rude. Yeah. So, um, look at, I, 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 my serious girlfriend, I would drive around in the car and she'd be on her phone in the passenger seat. I'm like, am I the chauffeur? Mm-hmm. Am I not sitting here? Oh, shut up. I'm just looking at my phone. You know, so it's crazy. I went on a date once. I swear to you, that man looked at the TV behind me more than he looked at me. Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say it's that never, good. that it's was a good. one and done. It's not good. And here, here, I'm a typical man. I can't multitask. So <laughs> so if I am looking at the TV, I'm really not looking at you. Exactly. It's see? true. The, I go back to Seinfeld and everything when George was eating the sandwich in bed and he was having sex and he's eating the sandwich. It's the best, one of the best episodes. It's like, it's the funniest thing, but it's like, that's t- a typical man, right? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> You know what Seinfeld episode translates into my life more? What's that? The one about shrinkage. Well, yeah. <laughs> Remember that one? Of course. So he's cold and he shrinks. And it's a real as thing. as Dr. Sex Fairy, I enlarge on a regular basis. It's funny. Making dreams come true. That was a great episode. That was when that was they a good one. rented the house in the Hamptons and Kramer caught the illegal lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kramer. Hilarious. That was a great uh, episode. Yeah. Shrinkage. 
Mm-hmm. That was also when he peed in the shower. And he's like, it's pipes. It's all pipes. It's all pipes. Good TV. Really good so TV. great. Evergreen. Those shows never go out of fashion, no. out of style. They're always funny. They're always relevant. Yeah. Because it's human nature, human yeah. relationships. Yeah. In 2020, U.S. News & World Report published an article about U.S. marriage rates and how they had hit a historic low. They mentioned that in 1929, when the Great Depression happened, the marriage rate was 12 for every 1,000. And in 1932, when the effects had truly kicked in, it dropped to 7.9 that quickly. And then in 46, when we were recovering from World War II, it reached an all-time high of 16.4 for every 1,000. And then, of course, things dropped and dropped and dropped to where... In 2018, it reached a historic low of 6.5. And I wonder what happened with COVID and if that Mm. dropped it even further. I don't know the current statistics, but it makes you wonder. We're marrying less and less. We're getting divorced more and more. In Mm. fact, the divorce rate more than doubled between 1960 and the 80s. And who knows what it is now, uh, given our current scenario. Everything's, you know, up in the air with COVID and the current... Currently changing scenario. I'm uh, friends with, with uh, some divorce attorneys. Boy, it's 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 just ugly. Mm-hmm. It's just ugly most of the time. I um, can attest to that. Yeah, it's it's just vicious. So I'm glad I never went through that. And I, I have one brother. He's been married twenty whatever something years. My parents have been married for fifty fifty five years. Is that yeah? So it's like I. And there's not a lot of divorce in my family mm-hmm. on my mom's side. On my, on my dad's side, yes, a little bit. But generally, I a lot of my friends, there's not a lot of divorce even with my friends and my married friends. So I don't know what that says about me. but No, it's yeah. not necessarily a so I, I negative thing about you. I haven't really – no, I'm saying positive. I, I, I haven't mm-hmm. – I have a very positive outlook on marriage and stuff because I just haven't been around a lot of divorce. Yeah, that's um, great in I'm this culture. I'm trying to think if I ever dated someone very seriously who was divorced. Yes, I have. I have. A couple times. I think some people just get married, I think, just way, way, way too young, and they haven't really lived their life yet. But, you know, it's also a cultural thing, because I come from India. Yeah. And in India, you do get married relatively young. Yeah. It doesn't have to be 20 like I did, but yeah. younger. Younger. And uh, still pretty non-existent divorce rate. And I And I wonder if it's... Not so much. People say, oh, you know, it's a cultural thing. They're more repressed. I promise you, there's nothing repressed in any woman in my family. Yet, we have a non-existent divorce rate. I mean, I'm an outlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I have one uncle who's divorced, but essentially no divorce in my family. Yeah. And in India, I think they take marriage very seriously. And if you tell your parents, you know, it's not working out, we're getting divorced, they'll say, "Uh -uh uh-uh, hold on, hold on. (laughs) They'll sit you both down and they'll talk to you. Kind of like an in-house counselor or a therapist. And they'll say, listen, what you're fighting about is ridiculous. And for the most part, most marriages, what are we fighting about? Money, um, you know, he, I'm bored, I'm this, I'm that. Mm -hmm. Usually it's stupid stuff that if you want to make that relationship work, for the most part, you can make it work. People get bored. I know. I think about that a lot. Like, it's just sad for the kids. It is sad for the kids. I have two children. It's, like it's sad. You, you loved each other at one point, and you reproduced and made these creatures, and then what? 
but mm, I can't yeah. really speak on it because I've not been. Well, I've been there, done that, and it's unfortunate. In yeah. my case, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, you always wish that it didn't happen. You wish that you could be like the rest of your Indian kind and stay married forever. Yeah. My parents were married for a long time, 39 years, and yeah. they. Uh, my dad died unexpectedly at just 66, and my mother will not date. I've talked to her about it. She's young enough. She's my in her 60s. My grandmother... On my mom's side was like that. My grandfather died very young, 62. She was 58 when he died. Never dated ever till the day she died. It's sad, right? It's sad. But, but it's that's also, also that old school. You know, it's you also know. lovely in a way that you yeah. love so much that you'd rather just. I think she went alone. on one date. My mother tells the story. She went on one date and she freaked out because the man touched her arm. You know, you know, so That's sweet, sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, the other thing is that you have a better chance of finding a woman than I have of finding a man. In America, a man can expect to live to about 75, 78, somewhere there. And a woman can expect to live to about 80, 83. So the pool is a lot smaller for me. Mm. We could just move to the villages. We could. <laughs> I, I hear it's a party up there. <laughs> oh, do you know that uh, STD rates are Ugh. very high in retirement homes? So funny to Syphilis me. Syphilis is back, baby. Oh, it's so funny. They have not a lot of work to do. And, yeah. you know, with Viagra and Cialis and people like me on the scene who actually help them <laughs> have better sex, have bigger penises, tighter vaginas. But you know what? Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Uh, you know. Uh, good, good for them. Just I'm use a damn condom. Yeah. I guess they don't really bother with it, right? They don't really care anymore. They don't care. <laughs> They're like, this isn't going to kill me. Uh, give me a pill. Yeah, give me a pill. Me fix a, it. Besides, a, if uh, the World War didn't kill me, if you yeah. know this didn't kill me, that didn't kill me, hell, if COVID didn't kill me, I really don't care. Yeah. Condoms are weird, though. They do, uh, they, do, they do the job, but they also... They also... Uh, Make it no fun. Well, I understand, but you know, no fun versus STDs. You know, <laughs> the the relationship may not last, but herpes is forever. <laughs> so funny. It's true. Ugh, it's gross. You got to check the medicine cabinet before you before you get under the covers. You know, a lot of people who have genital herpes don't even know they have it. Oh God. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I hear about is that oh, my partner has oral herpes, but not genital. So we're good. But the problem is that, yes, a lot of people have uh, cold sores and oral herpes. And there's a misunderstanding in the general population that that is HSV-1 and that genital herpes is HSV-2. Mm -hmm. Either one can go either place. I've heard that. But you're right. Most people don't know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, it's just as well if people stop reproducing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's why I'm single. I know too much. <laughs> too much. You are. You're too smart. No, I just... I, what I, kind of guy... And you haven't dated in a while. Well, you know, there was that whole cancer thing as well. That little thing. Yeah. That little thing. Took uh, some that'll, time. That'll set you back. But yeah. like, tomorrow you wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm feeling very amorous. Mm-hmm. Like, is it a physically... Like, is it a looks thing for you? Or are you more about, are you more sapiosexual where it's more like if someone is intelligent, 
and well spoken. Is is it a is it an older man? Is it is it a younger man? What's your thing, Doc? My thing, my friend. Your audience wants to know. My audience wants the to know. Sex you fairy. want to know. <laughs> Dr. Sex Fairy, please. You have me on the spot, so you want to know. Spill the tea. Spill the tea. And by the way, I personally have a lot of trouble answering this question. So it's mm-hmm. it's not even fair for me to ask you. No, but it's a it's a good question. I think I want the complete package. And I have been told that I'm unrealistic, that I should compromise. And I say, why the hell should I compromise? I'm the complete package. At least I think I am. Why can't I find a man who looks good, who is educated, who has some level of career success, who's funny, who's interesting, who wants to travel? Maybe I'm asking for too much, but I'm willing to wait till I find that man. So what if you met a man, he didn't know what he did, you had a great time, you had a great conversation, and then you find out he's a cashier at a grocery store? Well, I don't think we would work. Would that turn you off? Not really. No, the no. issue is, I think we would have different reference points. Yeah, that's and true. By, that's would, true. By you the were way. teasing me about my purse when I walked into the studio. Now, to me, that is normal. To somebody who works at Publix, that would be atrocious, and they would think I was wasteful. I would feel judged. And that would start yeah. a cascade of problems. So it's not that I need a man to um, take me places and pay for things. I can pay for things. Thank you. My problem is I need somebody who is a career equal in some form. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be financial, but I think there can't be that much disparity either. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It makes sense. We would just have different reference points. If If he heard that... I took my kids to Italy and we drove around Italy and we did this and that and went to a Michelin starred restaurant. You know, he would, he would think I'd lost my mind. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And so that brings us back to these dating apps because it puts people together that ordinarily wouldn't mm-hmm. be together. Yeah. You know, socioeconomic, you're right. you know, and, religious, mm-hmm. ethnic, da, 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 which is great. Uh-huh. But, in reality, that's why it's not going to work. Well, you know, in India, we were talking about marriages and how successful they are. And I'm sure there are enough unhappy marriages that are not ending in divorce, that should end in divorce. But the point is that people talk about arranged marriages, right? You hear about that all the time. People ask me so many questions. Oh, did you have an arranged marriage? Now, I was married to an American, blonde, blue-eyed. So no, I did not have an arranged marriage. My parents did not want me to marry him. Trust me. Mm-hmm. But what happens in arranged marriages is it's like a dating service, like Bumble or one of those, where your parents are matching you. Mm-hmm. And usually they know what the hell they're talking about. And they do you know, match people with similar economic status, similar academic achievements, similar religion, if not the same religion. And I think there's something to be said for that. I'm not saying you're trying to marry your twin, but there's something to be said for not arguing over some basic but very important things. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some people that will hear this and scream at you. Oh, I'm sure. But it makes sense. Um, so very valid argument on your part. So sorry to ask you that, that tough No, question. it's a completely valid question. And I think it's a good one. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And I'm sure people will judge me for yeah. it. I, I think, it I think I'm less my pick, reality. Picky, picky now than I was. Maybe I think I have to be more picky because now I am a parent. Yeah. 
And now I am somebody who is a relatively known member of my world in Boca. And I cannot date casually. At least I don't want to date casually. Well, this is a subject for another show, but mm -hmm. I think you, you can. I didn't, It's just a date. Oh, I'm no, not, no, no, no. And I'm I don't want you on Tinder. Husband, I promise. Do not go on that Tinder. No, I'm not going on That's Tinder. That's dirty. Mm -hmm. Filthy. Um, someone's going to set you up. They're going to say, would you go out and you're going to, and you're going to be fine. And I think that would be a great way to meet someone because usually That's how your I'm friends gonna meet some, know that's right. who you should be with. So many success stories from friends, mm -hmm. matching friends. Do you have girlfriends that you go out with sometimes? Yes. In yeah. fact, my friends, the crazy rich neighbors. They're the know? best. They're awesome. Yeah. And I went out with Tiffany uh, for dinner yeah. the other night. So that's how you meet people. So yeah, we yeah. go out, I do things. I have a social life. It's not like I stay at home all the time or at work all the time. Right. I do spend a lot of time at work. And you know, that's another thing that I think is causing an issue in today's day and age with dating. This whole, um, you know, Me Too movement. I am all for it. I'm all for the bullies being taken out of the workforce, the predators being taken out of the workforce. But it's also made dating harder. Because where do you meet most people but at work? You spend a lot of your waking hours at work. What then? I mean, are you going to be crucified because you ask somebody out and suddenly they're offended? Right. That's another problem we're facing. So it's just complicated. I agree with you on that. Um, I just need to start going on more um, traditional dates and just do it and get it over well, with. Well, I need to go on more dates, Period. Period. Dr. Sexfair needs to get out once in a while. I see this too. <laughs> People write, I love to go dancing. No, yeah, you don't. No, you don't. Where, by the way, where do you go dancing? There's nowhere to go. And you probably suck at it. And you, or, or, there's some clubs in Fort Lauderdale. Like, the kids are 19. Well, You're going to go dancing? You know, I went to Honey. Uh, there was this, you know, yeah, Atlantic? I've been there. That's a lounge. It they, was loud. I didn't really like the yeah, crowd. But you're not dancing there. Not really. Doing, there's not enough you're doing, space. You're doing shots and... and And yeah, there's a DJ, but it's funny to me. And some it's people funny. are grinding, not dancing. Yeah, Dr. Six, <laughs> we should go hand out some cars. No, that's okay. Thank you. Those punks can't afford you. Well, I'm not that expensive. <laughs> All right. Um, this has been fun. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, you're good. You're a good egg. Thank you for coming on my show. And tell our listeners how they can find you. I'm easy to find, really. Instagram, uh, at I know Jonathan Shear. Pretty much all my socials are some form of Shear. It used to be Shear Atlanta, but I kind of changed it when I moved. That's clever. Clever. Um, I'm easy to find. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on my show. And thank you, listeners, for listening again. And don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I hope you enjoyed the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you would like to get in touch with me, email me at askme at drsexfairy.com. Don't forget to follow this podcast and leave me a five-star review. And make sure you follow my blockbuster hit TikTok account, Dr. Sex Fairy.